Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Tolu after my long hiatus. I hope that's how it's pronounced. I can't remember. And with me as usual, I have Uzo and Ezra. Hi guys. Hi. What's Tulu. up? <laughs> Did yeah. you miss me? Uh <laughs> uh no. You can never even try for your girl. Just tell me yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yay. We did. We did. Okay. Well, interesting. What have you guys um, been up to? We've been up to not recording episodes of the podcast, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so life just stands still when I'm not around. Yeah, I'm flattered. You people. can't I'm say very that. <laughs> oh, it happens. Um, I again, there's another episode where someone is recording from a different country. I think. I don't know what you're talking about. Please. Okay, sure, sure. Um, <laughs> um, I think basically since the last recording, she's been to about four or five countries right now, Tulu, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So can you start listening to them and, um, you know. Oh. <laughs> Wait, how long did you go? Was, that? was it like probably a month, right? So like a country a week? You know. It was actually, so for like, and then you have to count the airports. Are we counting the airports? Oh, you want to show off? Go on. Yes, no. <laughs> My long layovers cannot waste, even though oh. I could not leave the place. Okay. Uh, wait, why are we doing this again? Just because I'm showing off, right? Yeah, just because you're showing off. Okay. So I left Santiago, went to Buenos Aires, Santiago in Chile, went to Buenos Aires in Argentina. Mm-hmm. Then went to Amsterdam in the Netherlands, then went to Lagos. That was no, went to Accra and then went to Lagos. Then I went to London. Then I went back to Lagos and now I'm in Mauritius. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That was pretty <laughs> short. Actually, I made it longer. <laughs> yeah, people, it, it, it's very painful. Some people have, would never travel that amount of wouldn't make that amount of travel in a year. And you're just like, yeah, that was three weeks of my life. It was actually two weeks. Oh, God. Ah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is at that level where you start recognizing the people that work at the airport. You're like, hey, bro, it's have fun now. <laughs> you're coming through again. It's like, yes, you know it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How, how's it going, um, Mauritius, though? It's no. good. I mean, for the first time, I can use the word clammy. Sometimes the weather is pretty clammy. I think that's what people who are not in their home country talk about. How is the weather and what's the time difference? Mm-hmm. So I'll start with that. The weather is pretty cool. I mean, the clouds are lower than normal. Like I feel like I can touch the clouds and pick parts oh, really? of it, but I can't because I'm short. Um, but then, like, it's really cool. I like being here. I'm just wary of, of island living. It's, yeah, because I, I was going to ask, do you have like this feeling of um, you being kind of isolated, you know, and uh, being on this small piece of land somewhere out not in the yet. ocean? You don't have but that. But recently, this week, I was checking flight prices just in case I get you know, claustrophobic and I want to go home. <laughs> My bank account says there's not going to happen. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to be fine right here. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. How are you guys doing? What have I missed? What have you been up to? Ezra, how's YC coming? 
Oh my god, now she can say it out loud. Okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> I saw what you did there. Yeah, um well apparently that went well and um Yay, now we are YC alumni, which is quite interesting. <laughs> you know <laughs> You even invite us to your YC graduation. <laughs> Yeah. would have been there but, oh we're so proud of him our young boy see how far he has come <laughs> that's right you shall know you're my claim to fame so don't mess this up oh no damn okay alright fine I'll try not to so what happens now what happens now uh, well going into the world you know and um the good news <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, basically uh, i think the whole aim of um, demo day ultimately is to basically present you to the world right um mm-hmm. so everybody from all corners and all get to hear of you and basically that has been happening so far interest and all of that you raise money on your terms and all after yc and uh, yeah you pretty much get inducted into the alumni club and you are able to what um, exchange ideas across um, with others in the mm-hmm. yeah with others that have gone through the program um, yeah and help each other house when the time calls for it so yes that's Hello, please can you help me post in your alumni group about Scribe? Thank you and God bless. Don't you want to do content marketing? <laughs> Tell them you know a girl. I can hook them up. Yeah. Anyway, so that that's that's that. And yeah, it's it's been it's it's I would say it was a very, very exciting experience ultimately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um you said are there i mean are there is there like secret yc lounges like or like maybe like a secret like signet ring that you guys just wear so you have put certain places you just flash it and they're like oh wow alum alum they just opened the door and i'm just wondering it could be but you, but you know, know the funny thing even if there is Ezra cannot tell us because exactly because be then it will be secret, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to find out for for our, our audience. Interestingly, um, <laughs> beyond beyond the little that is um, on the website, beyond what's on the website already um, about the Y Combinator program, there is little more I can say. So yeah, but um, uh, speaking of the of my experience in general. It was um, very, it was very exciting. You know, get to meet a lot of um, people doing interesting things from all over, and it had like this um, interesting feedback um, of basically everybody getting to challenge themselves to you know be better um, and get shit done because you know the next person to you, like the next ten people <laughs> to you, actually are doing just that. You know, yeah, so. Yeah, and then what else? Basically, it was, and um, I think it was a good opportunity, you know, to focus on the product. Yeah. For, yeah, yeah. Without um, any external, um, shall I say, dependencies or challenges or thought processes or distractions. Yeah, let me, distractions would be a very good word, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to think about money, you don't have to think about um, utilities, power. You don't have to think about anything, you know, just 
even when it comes to infrastructure and all of that, you know, there are deals um, all over the place with um, different service providers that just ensure that you have every single fucking thing you need to run your company mm-hmm. for like the next two years or so, right? Yeah, yeah. so that was actually interesting as well and yeah anyway that's that's that if you have any i want to be part of a secret group like this <laughs> um, wait what was your batch again um winter 2016 yeah okay yeah. there's somebody in your batch that does something similar to what we do i'm side eyeing them but okay um what's what's that consoles oh you know um <laughs> let me see oh. What day did they launch? The second day? Okay. I don't know. I, yes, Demo Day 2. Yes, okay. they did. Demo Day 2. All right. Because right. yeah. I know they were into on my day. Okay. No. They do on-demand so freelancers for businesses. Uh, yeah. Yes. Wait, so you didn't go to any other people's graduations? No, no, no. So, like, it's split into two days. This is the first time it will be done that way because um, apparently we're a, quite a lot in this batch, right? And then, mm-hmm. yeah, as we're a lot as well, it means they were bring, basically bringing, you know, a shitload of investors into the room yeah. to listen. I'm not sure if you saw what Papa Labode wrote about me or Rada when it was like, I said the place was packed full, like a deeper life retreat. Well, I didn't say that. that, was, that those weren't my words. Thank you. But anyway. But, um, but it could have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I think basically um, it's for crowd control. And to um, like, for instance, you pitch on one day. Um, that's the only day you'll come around to the premises. And then all the investors will be there. And it also helps for. Um, focus as well because you can come today and then end up coming tomorrow just for the purpose of wanting to pitch more investors during the break times and all of that you know that's that would be unfair for the startups who are supposed to be having their field day yeah so but it was quite interesting i i mean uh, one of the highlights of demo day for me was i'm not sure there is anywhere else in the world where you would have startups and investors in the same building and the investors will outnumber the startups almost three to one i know wow. right so like really you have no excuse right you are <laughs> you are obviously almost always talking to someone or something so yeah it was and this these are not um, you know your typical nigerian guys who are looking to how do we make a quick return in the next six months right um it's quite interesting because they are looking to empower they are looking to basically have a piece of your pie they think you are going to be successful they respect what you've done and you know they just want to hey please can we put in x amount so you know (laughs) yeah so yeah that's 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 one of the exciting parts of it what about the um developers or the other YC people, did you make any unexpected friends or maybe expected? When you say other YC people, you mean alumni or... Um, no, 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 not alumni, like people in your batch. Or... Oh, well, yeah, I think um, the whole process, the whole program for the first three months is supposed to encourage you 
um, everybody to like um, form some sort of bond. There are dinners every Tuesday. Every mm-hmm. Tuesday is um, their group. Um, we are split into groups. We have um, specific group partners who we um, report to like um, once every two weeks. You know, not report to per se. We kind of have like this um, roundtable conversations where we discuss our progress in the last two weeks and then um, um, what is injuring us from achieving our goals and then you know everybody just gets to answer for everybody like help each other out and all that shit so yeah so yeah um we basically the commonality and all of that is fostered in small groups and also extends even to the wider um batch as well at the dinners and yeah um in january there was about i think one or two events where we were all together and then that's outside of the dinners and then of course after demo day as well we had like this after party right so yeah basically everybody you you end up picking your own friends yeah ultimately that's it well yes you can't force people you don't like yeah but... Yeah, yeah, but um, it's interesting because everybody is how to help each other, right? We have um, have, we basically have different places where we communicate, and um, one person says something, has a question, someone helps, and then you know from there, if a bond can also easily um, readily just be formed, right? Like, oh yeah, you know, so right, they can also share tips and tricks, like oh, this is how you know either I'm solving or have seen this problem yes, solved. Yes. And- Yes, exactly. Like you actually even get to see a lot of interesting advice from people to people on maybe infrastructure and all of that. So how best is it to set up X, Y, Z, something, something, something. And oh, yeah, um, you know, I did this um, when I was with X company in 2009 or, you know, when I was CTO of this company in 2011. And yeah, yeah. So it's like just, <laughs> yeah. That's golden. That's priceless. Exactly. Right. So. Uh-huh. Sounds like you had a really good experience. Yeah, and um, just before demo day, um, we met with, uh, sorry, we presented, the the first day was like, um, we had like this mock presentation of some sort to alumni. Um, So basically all of, uh, well, a whole lot of YC alumni were in the room, and which was quite interesting because a lot of them were also looking to invest in companies they could quickly drop small money into, right? And <laughs> make good returns and all. Anyway, um, we met the co-founder of Stripe at that, at the said event where he was like, oh, he really liked our presentation, you know, blah, blah, blah. And um, there's uh, um, opportunities for us to work, opportunities for us to work together. So uh, on the number of bits, um, you can actually, like there's this whole, directory and also that where you can always get all of that if you want oh, to. Oh no, I meant I meant you took your number so when he's ready to acquire he'll just call you directly. Exactly. There's, no, oh. there's, no, there's nobody in between. He'll be like, yes, bro, remember we, remember we talked out that day. It's time. Uh, yeah. I think his brother was um, away in um, Cuba at the time. This was on Monday. Yeah, I'm not sure if you guys um read the feeds. Um, well, I saw it on his Twitter anyway. The guy uh, he flew himself solo from Miami to Havana. Um, f- 
for the you know Obama was in Cuba recently. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. For the first time in what eighty years or something, the first mm-hmm. sitting yeah. U.S. president. Exactly. Yeah. I had this. I saw this meme that I was saying. I can't remember. I think the president of Cuba at the time said, um, "The U.S. can come and talk to us when they have a black president and the Pope is Italian." <laughs> and well, pretty much all those have happened. <laughs> nice, nice. Anyway, so yeah. No, that's that. Um, yeah. Luzo, what's yeah, going on with you? Not much. I, a friend of mine just came by. Came by to drop something. Okay. Like this second. Yes. Okay. I don't like. I'm just. I'm just really surprised. I. Could, I think we're supposed to hang out. Oops. <laughs> oh, like right now. Yeah, but it's okay. It's okay. Is right. is this person? Does this person use technology in any way? <laughs> no. no. Surprise, podcast guest. Have you? <laughs> I, I tell you, are you, are you looking for someone to replace you or something? No, at Cause, all. Because that's it. okay. Because you have you have like that uh, title cemented. Yeah. I, I, see, I see we're keeping to the theme of extremes. First, it was electric shocks and this thing. Then a guest comes by. Oh, you're getting replaced. Ah, ah, wait. <laughs> that escalated quickly. Very quickly. Ah, ah, I didn't even see that one coming. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. I then. guess. I guess that's that's the YC training now. Just move fast and break things. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think I'm the only one who hasn't said my thing. It's been pretty boring, just reading up on JavaScript stuff, life. Um, Recently, there was a... Something happened. Um, Mm -hmm. Somebody removed their package from NPM, which is um, JavaScript code... um, Left part. Package manager, right. <laughs> Anyways, so somebody removed their package from NPM. Um, all their packages, actually. Do you know um, what's you know what's led to that, right? The removal. Yeah, 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 yeah. So right. I saw what happened, but I mean that's all backstory. Any <laughs> it, the backstory itself is not as significant as the fact that this thing <laughs> as the as a repercussion. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, it could be anything. It could be. I mean, we've seen people like, um, what's it called? Vision Media or yeah. TJ Holloway Chuck just basically say, okay, you know what? I'm going to write, go. No mm-hmm. more JavaScript for me. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. But then he like handed over his repositories. Yeah, to other people. Yes. But then somebody else could just completely delete it. Or I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's... Um, complete naivety here but you'd expect some sort of persistence with yeah. your with your or, package manager oh wait um this this package already has um dependence so no yes yes exactly that those are the things i would 
it, that was <laughs> the thing I was talking about earlier on. Like, you don't really, like, I love NPM. It's very convenient. It works. makes it easy to share code and yeah. reuse and blah, blah, blah. But I've never one day sat down and thought, what if this package, this thing here, <laughs> even mm-hmm. if I pin the version, it could literally disappear and... Yeah. And that's it. Your your entire build does not work. Your entire application. Um, and I was. It just sort of makes you think of fail of like. When you say points of failures, yeah. NPM is a very serious point of failure in so many applications right now. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of ways you can do things. You know, like private repository or, or you can um. You can sort of, what's it called? Commit the actual packages into your Git thing. So, like when you update, like I mean, it's yeah. possible. Yeah, no, you it just is, don't you don't ignore npm module, and you will be able to do that. But it's just no, but like I did not see this coming, and I'm just like crap. Like, this is how it is. So, like, even if npm does the right thing, the person who made the package can get hacked. And get their repositories pulled, and you're just sitting there like, ah. True. I like you know, like you now think of your own like my own computer is a throwaway, like as far as I'm concerned. Like the code that I've put out there is the important thing. But then if I get hacked and somebody depended or I used a module I made in a work project or some a module someone else made in a work project, that person's computer is now a vulnerability for my own work that was I just, I just sat back and thought about it and they're like when they say the internet is duct taped together you don't really think about it <laughs> so you have a very tangible ah, yeah technology and everything somebody can just remove a package and systems across the internet just start falling down that was unexpected yeah I, I get that. I, I think um, for me, what, what was um, interesting about the whole um, situation was the example of um, the package that literally broke um, Ember and um, React, which was um, the left pad one. And the jokes. <laughs> oh, it also broke Ember? Yeah. Oh, and the jokes that came out of it, like, um, I'm not sure if, if you saw this, but someone actually like created um, something called left pad as a service. Yes, like, leftpad.io. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, 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 can, I can see you developers are so lazy that you can't write this yourself in your code. So fine, you know. Guys, <laughs> thank you for enterprise use. I was rolling. I was completely rolling when I saw that. I'm like, this guy, man. Like, that was, that was very rude and clever at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, okay, don't worry. You can just call it, and then eventually everything will be a network call. <laughs> if loop, you basically send the array to the server, mm-hmm. and then you just listen to the response. You're like, okay, you see, I knew it. We looped through it. Good work. Yeah. 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 <coughs> but, I mean, it's... I think that this was a good... Um, like I was reading through all the little things that came up from it, and it it's really good, even if you're not going to be proficient in some other language, to like mess around in another language because it will give you perspective that you don't 
expect. Um, I mean, you're used to a certain way of thinking or seeing things and then experience. Like from this thing, I, I saw a lot of people mentioning that, oh, most other package managers don't do that. Not Ruby, not, yeah. um, sorry, whatever Ruby's gem, whatever it is. Yeah. Gem bundler, bundler, I don't know, whatever. The point is, all other package managers for other languages don't have this inherent problem because the um, PHP has a, what's it called, a lock file for a composer, right? Yeah. Um, all these other, they all have little mechanisms that make a dependency like stack, how do I put it, fixed in place. So I can literally look at my, my package.json and rely on that thing being always it. It's immutable. Mm -hmm. So most of the languages do that. And me being the big JavaScript fan I am with my blinders on, I'm like, yo, this is so dope. NPM is the best. And then, you know, something so basic hits you and you're like, damn, man. Like, <laughs> maybe I, <laughs> just, just, you just sit back and think about your life and be like, yo, maybe I should try other things. You know, it's like, if you like wearing, if you like eating Eba and then one day you try Fufu or some other food. And I hope like, this wow, analogy I, I, makes sense. Go it on. does. It does. <laughs> you just feel like, even if, okay, what I mean is, even if you eat your favorite food from day to day, okay. it really helps to try the different meals and experience different flavors and okay. packaging. The analogy makes sense. I like this guy. <laughs> I was using Fufu as the example. I, did, red I, I, I just started thinking, like, hmm, where is this, where is this going? <laughs> no, it's not, it's, isn't that obscure? Okay. Um, that was, I though, it wasn't, it wasn't just that that happened. I think, um, there might have been something else recently that came up in JavaScript. Man, lots of things happen though. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, the why. The thing that even made the event happen, that was a surprise. Um, lawyers show up and... Yeah, wanting to like, claim ownership of uh, a, a module that they said in free on their trademark, and NPM willingly gave it up to them. No way. Yeah. So the developer basically was like, wait, what? Like, yeah. And then, you know, anti-corporate, whatever, whatever. Establishment that, and the guy was like, No, I'm done with NPM and unpublished all these modules. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. I did not, I did not think that could happen. Yeah, yeah, like that's that was actually crazy. So it's like, um, while it's surprising, like NPM could allow one person unpublish modules that uh -huh. other modules depend on. It's even yeah. crazy as well that NPM can just switch ownership of uh, a module from under your name, you know, simply because yeah. some lawyer said so, like, what? Well, yeah. the crazy part is, okay, some lawyer said so is the reason now, but it could be anything in future. It could be like um, Facebook acquires... NPM hypothetically, okay, and then they decide that um, they want to take the Docker um, 
whatever do- the npm docker like or whatever yeah. i'm just tra- i'm trying to hypothesize but okay anything okay so let's say babel the okay. the translate the um transpiler yeah the, the npm decides you know what this other company wants to use this babel thing and they can choose it's not like it, the fact that they can choose to do that yeah. and just it, it, it's you not expect that to happen like these things should be my pro is like my if so if i come up with my username and for some reason my name was mr theo mm-hmm. right and they're like nope 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 peter theo just joined npm we're going to give him <laughs> we're going to give him like, but, but how far do you get what i mean like <laughs> It, it, it got very surprised. Like those things were. Mm. Hmm. And we talk about releasing things for like breaking change and um, warnings, deprecation, backward support, but not that the entire repository just changes overnight. Yeah. Yeah. And you maintain the same version number. It could be completely different code. Uh, that's not. Do you use sense like <laughs> this? This it does not. I don't know, man. This might be you know, what's apparently you know? what's caused the whole thing. I, I'm looking at the page for the package for that particular package on um, npm's website now, and um, the description reads: This package name is currently not in use, but was formerly occupied by a popular package to avoid malicious use. NPM is hanging on to the package name, but loosely, and we'll probably give it to you if you want it. So this is like, oh, yes, um, you know, we fucked up. So um, mm-hmm. we're going to prevent people from being able to squat on other people's uh, or maybe unpublished packages and use it maliciously, right, in the future. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this means they are no longer following the lawyer's requests anymore, right? Because now they are agreeing to give it off to anybody who wants it. Yes. Wait. Yeah. That's actually interesting. I, I, yeah. I've i seen the news a bunch of times, but I didn't even catch that. So the lawyers themselves are not getting it. No. no they are no more getting it. Ah, very nice. So very lesson nice. learned on NPM's end, but damage done. Well, yes. I mean, as long <laughs> as... I think we could, I mean, we all do damage. Like, everybody does some stuff. As long as they have corrected and in future we will never see such a gain. Like maybe update their agreement with <laughs> users or whatever to yeah. reflect that this is your thing and this is your space. And because everyone in the wider NPM ecosystem is relying on this, then, you know. Yeah. On, if there were other identity mechanisms, you know, like then that would be fine. But there isn't. You just it's just a namespace that we have to trust. Yeah. Um, which um, brought up some other funny things. Did you see the one where it's um, require from Twitter? No. No. Okay. I so somebody took npm. Yeah. Cloned the website. Okay. And modified the functionality. And what happens is you write snippets of JavaScript. Okay. In a tweet, and then because tweets cannot be um, modified, okay. the tweet is immutable. <laughs> and I'm like, 
I'm like, this is just disrespectful. It's, I mean, of course, you're still facing the 140 character limit. But okay. then I'm sure these tiny modules can fit in. But it's just that tongue-in-cheek joke that this can't be serious, <laughs> but ha-ha-ha. <laughs> you know, like, like very... Hey, Reggie, so you, know, you just see Twitter, yeah. like, those, as your code repository, it's like NPMC, they're doing a better <laughs> job than you. I can require from Twitter, and it's more reliable, even though they have failed will. Ah, Jesus, that's very... Feelings I've actually very seen brief. an example right now, and it's so fucking funny. But then no. I can delete the tweets now. You can delete the tweets, yes. <laughs> but you can't change the content of yeah, the tweets. Yeah, so you can't make it malicious in any way. Exactly. So the whole... We're busy sitting here for a whole JavaScript language. of folding hands and saying, how, how can we make it more secure? And it's like Twitter. Just Twitter. <laughs> nice. And, and you know the funny thing? Like... In the when I was looking at the conversation, it's yeah. I obviously this is a tongue-in-cheek joke, but then it's like, wait, what if the tweet referred to like a GitHub URL or something where you or a gist, mm-hmm. and you because gists are also um, versioned and you can hold as much code. So basically, the thing will just go go to the gist, download the code, mm-hmm. and you have. It. I'm like. Is, it, is, is this real life that somebody just, NPM made one mistake and like the guy just, <laughs> the guy just yeah. got that to showing that there are any, there are other valid competitive possibilities. Oh, interesting. That, that's, I mean, this is the definition of disruptive. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you think like I'm the package manager for a language, I'm good boy, good boy, and it's like, uh-uh, no, 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 hold on. Let me show you how we'll do it. <laughs> we'll clone your entire website and replace your service with Twitter. Yeah. Anybody can. Imagine if, so who is, who is safe from Twitter now? Like, seriously, since they can clearly disrupt anything that they feel like. What? NPM, you're not even in the same category at all, but you can set up a weird little hack, one one weird little trick that can replace NPM. Mm-hmm. That should be the, um, what's it called? If BuzzFeed was writing about it, <laughs> one weird trick to rebuild NPM. Um, yes, Twitter. And crazy. Anyway, yeah, nice. Um, interesting news one. Like I actually kind of um, spent most of my last week reading Akanius um, threads up on Akanius threads of um, of the event and all, and um, basically decided it was like, like I said, it was really the left part as a service one that just got me rolling. Like okay, what the fuck? And then the conversation around it on Akanius was gold. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of smug people, a lot of people will feel like, hey, are you sure? This is, this is it. And I'm like, eh, yeah, I guess, you know, like, yeah, well, anyway. So, uh, I didn't really like because of the popularity of JavaScript, you don't realize how many people seriously dislike it till something happens, till something then, happens, yes, yeah, uh, it's all right. All right, so um, Tolu. Yeah, what's up? I'm here. Okay. I muted myself because of potential noise. And then I was just going to rant and say, yo, people, this is not my everyday life. Can you like to at least give me a heads up before you have conversations about this? I have opinions too, but not about topics I know nothing about. 
So next time we'll talk about NPM. Can you send me the you know memo and the brief? Okay. <laughs> and sound intellectual and educated in these conversations. Okay. Okay. Sweet. Um, so what she's asking for is homework. Is what? Basically, give she's me asking homework. homework. Oh. Okay. Give me if it's something that is not subjective. Give me homework. I can talk about anything on earth except things that are very objective, like this one. All right. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, I know. Thank you for sacrificing your what Saturday night for <laughs> us. <laughs> so apologies for like uh, now no, okay. shutting you out I, in the middle of that. No, but, yeah. I enjoyed hearing about it because I can't remember what I was thinking recently. And I know this is on a much smaller scale, but I was thinking about like so many services I use right now. And if they were just to disappear, Vanish. yes, like just like that. Yeah. Oh my I'm not sure what I'll do. This, this kind of thoughts have actually occurred to me to like, um, for a number of them, I've not even tried to like learn the computing services or at least even keep my data in multiple places. Right. So it's like, Oh, okay. If this goes out the window tomorrow, because you don't like, I'm thinking <laughs> on a much larger yeah. scale. What if they end up in a virtual apocalypse? Like, Hmm. Everything just goes. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> There'll be some sort of. I guess I yeah. need to buy more eye drives then. We're seriously keeping in this theme of extremes from NPM collapsing to everything. <laughs> guys, I, I used to think you guys were all very reasonable, moderated, level headed people, but. <laughs> Did we wait? Did we even discuss the electric shock thing on? No, it it wasn't discussed. No, on we here. didn't. Oh man, they missed out on that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's it really has been extremities. So, so what would you do in a virtual, in a virtual apocalypse on the island of Mauritius? I think, like for me, it'll be so much easier because I'm also I'm still a pen and paper girl. My problem has just been how do I log, log all my notebooks around so I end up scanning them and then putting them online. Oh. But I still always have, like for the important thoughts, I think better on pen and paper and then I move them to the virtual world. It's other things like Scribe, for example. It pretty much means I have no business after that. Or what do I do, right? Mm-hmm. It's all those things, like so many dependencies, no more emails. I don't cram numbers like I used to. So actually, no more calling anybody because I don't have your details. It's on my Gmail contacts uh-huh. and stuff like that. Yeah. It'll just be factory reset, but I don't think I will tear my hair out or anything. I'll be fine. What about you guys? Like your business, like your who you are right now lives or dies by the internet. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Pretty much. I had a very um, close call with that. A very good reminder recently. My laptop died, and I had to. I got a replacement laptop, and just I just realized the amount of little configuration things that make you who you are. Like my, there's a bunch of tools that I use, and they use um, Windows Seven. Sorry, you have to be on Service Pack 1 
Uh-huh. I just got this computer back. Like, oh, sorry, I just got this computer. So it's basically Windows 7. And you're installing and simple commands you're used to start breaking, things not working, and, you know, dr- um, you have to in- install v- uh, VC redistribution so that you can be able to... Yeah. Uh, I'm just like, wow, like, I forgot all the little things I used to, that I've done over time. Like, the computer is very stateful. It's not like I can just throw away the computer, get another Windows one, and I'll be back to the same. That felt like virtual apocalypse. Like, thank God for Git and, like, Bitbucket and things like that. At least work progress is not tremendously lost. Mm-hmm. But... Sometimes that work that you're doing depends on a lot of other settings and things, and the computer is not the same anymore. Just wait. I don't know, man. Okay. Has that happened? Tolu, we're not going happen? to ignore the fact that um, Uza got a new laptop and it runs Windows 7, right? <laughs> wait, why? Why? That's my favorite operating system. Oh God! <laughs> Don't judge me, please, guys. Please. Okay. As so, long as just leave the guy. We should right? just leave that. Why? Because I heard that, <laughs> and I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you took away from this. Okay, which <laughs> computer have had to install stuff? There's no computer that comes with everything you wanted set up instantly. Like the experience is transferable regardless of what device you have. Okay. Okay. I bet please a magical laptop that knows oh man, Ezra just bought me. I need to go and get this and this and this. Okay, Uzo. Uzo, I I see how you are playing you now. Uh, it's fine. Uh-uh. So right. we're going to we're going to end Ezra, what will happen to you? What will happen to me? No, no. Ezra has to tell us what happened to him. Okay, um, first of all, I have all my notes right now. I used to be a pen and paper person, interestingly. Like, most of um, AOO was built, um, basically. I remember. Uh, yeah, from notes in my diary and all that. But, uh, you have a diary? Yes, sir? You have a diary? Well, I had diary, like this. Diary, journal, notebook, yeah, whatever people call it. Yeah, the same. and everything. Like, basically, all my thoughts was poured into that while I was building the product. But these days, I've gone full Evernote. So, pretty much everything from like the past, um, what, three, four years now will go down the drain. Like, all my memories will just vanish. All my pictures are on Google Photos and Dropbox. I think from like 2006. I don't have any... Before you finish this thought, Evernote though, like, I know they had this... Oh, this time when, um, what, there was the news about them not making money and then you were talking about how you pay them. You're one of the very few people who pays for their service. Okay, I didn't say very and, few people. Maybe few people no, in Nigeria. I, you're not the one that said the very <laughs> okay. I'm going to the very few people. <laughs> okay. Like, in comparison to the people that actually use it. Yeah, it yeah. No, 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 sure, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, and then... Aren't you skeptical that of all your current services that you use, because Evernote is the only thing Evernote does right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they pretty much killed off a few things. Like, um, well, uh, they killed off clearly. They definitely killed off Hello and some other things. Oh, Anyways. Yeah. If they actually go down, why aren't you backing up that? 
Because right I like now. to, I would like, I would like to believe they'll give me a backup, uh, a migration pass. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so when that happens, yeah, we would uh, move on to. If if that happens. Yeah, like if they ever die, right? <laughs> yeah, you said when, which is like you are. Yeah, so like, inevitable. <laughs> okay, sorry. You have your photos in Google Photos since two thousand and seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um. Yeah, I think. Well, I'm not sure. I, I, I probably won't miss those much, but it's always interesting every once in a while to go down the memory lane, especially when Google sends me like this old thing of, oh, on this day, um, four years ago, and I'm like, oh, oh my God. Oh, they do that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. Um, what else again? Um, I think pretty much, well, I have all my code on... Um, on git these days so yes i'm not going what to about your system settings like all the things you use tools system settings so now because um well i may, i largely use um homebrew to install my utilities and even some of my apps right um apparently you can use brew there's something called cast chrome for that so i think everything i kind of like have like um, this template of commands I need to run when I get a new system, right? So just run them one after the other and the laptop is, um, yeah, good to go. And, yeah. Which is kind of like what that chocolatey thing you pointed me to. Yes, do. yes, exactly, exactly. So it's not like you're downloading multiple EXs and then double-clicking and whatnot, you know, you just, yeah can just batch you can even like write a script with all the commands and yeah and then run once and your computer is good to go when you're done so yes exactly i've seen i started looking at some people's um chocolatey scripts yeah so you'll see them how they set up their computer from bare metal to Version full, full development machine. <laughs> exactly. Just yeah. any any random Windows thing and you run one command. Yeah. PowerShell in administrator mode, boom, boom, boom. Everything just happens. I'm like, well, this is how it should be. Yeah. Um, so that's why that day I was just, I had to message you. I'm like, man, thanks. So you told me about chocolate the other time, but I didn't really, <laughs> my machine was already stateful, you know, was yeah. where I needed. Yeah. 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 When, I was not exactly. like, ah, crap. Yeah, you realize, okay, yeah, mm -hmm. there are some things you can automate in future yes. when things like this happen again, yeah. Well, my automation strategy back then was Dropbox and portables of the programs that I needed. So, like, portable Sublime, portable XAMPP, portable anything I needed. There, there's then, this, um, there was this from popular portable apps provider, what were they called? Was it portable apps? .NET, yeah. Yeah. Tolu, did you ever use them? I don't think so. Okay. All right. So it's kind of Basically like... Basically, you can... Okay. Go okay. Ahead, go ahead. Um, you kind of have like this setup on, say, like a flash drive or something, and um, you can install a shitload of apps, um, mm. Yeah, which they have reworked to store... Um, basically to be able to run straight from your flash drive or something, right? So 
Yeah. So basically, anywhere you go is your can be your computer. Just plug oh, in your yeah. flash drive. You have your start menu. You can launch your apps. You can check your mail. Mm. You can do whatever it is you want to do because oh, yeah, is. because the apps are all self-contained on the flash drive. And then anything you do stays on the flash drive. On the as flash well. drive. Yeah. So yeah. So it's really convenient. Like if your tools were like, for example, you needed a PDF reader, you couldn't depend on any computer you go to having a PDF reader built in or yeah. Photoshop or anything. You just have those as your portable thing mm-hmm. and you just plug it in and you're good. Yeah. So I had that set up, but then on Dropbox. So the first thing I do is I just install Dropbox. It syncs down the files and then I have the entire um, environment. So I can just go into the Dropbox browser app. Okay. I'm sorry, browser yeah thing and download a specific folder that or a specific um, program and I can yeah. get that. Yeah. But Chocolaty is so much better for that than what I was using. Um, very de- like it's 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 the way it should be. Yeah, not nothing beats a command you can just hit enter on and you know just <laughs> just does everything for you. So without dragging and dropping. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's Isn't that what Docker is all about? Like you just have code <laughs> that runs that becomes your machine. It's your server, but... Yeah, they run in my in containers that um, I isolated from themselves. So yeah. Um, however, you run your code locally and in production environments are not exactly largely different from themselves. True, but I guess more specifically, the sense I was trying to talk about is that you don't have to remember the exact steps you need to um, set up a server. It's programmatically done. Yeah. Then just run. Yes. 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 Well, that's if you're not the one writing the Docker file yourself. But yes, even at that, even if you have to write your Docker file, um, everything is so simplified, though. You know, you know yeah. require the right image um, and do whatever it is you want to do. That's it. You're not going through an interface. It's it, yeah. the program just runs. That's yeah. that's the thing we should all do for apocalypse <laughs> in, in every set of like whatever our apocalypse set is. So I guess you'll forever notice like you write a migration script and just export your your stuff. Yeah, I actually, kind of um, did that. Did something like that one time when um, OneNote. Um, when OneNote for Mac was released, I think this was two years ago. So, yeah, I was because I used to be a very huge OneNote fan in the past. So I was what like, changed? I'm not sure. I think Evernote Simplicity was what changed. And OneNote was like an heavy app, like um, a Microsoft Word at the time, right? But I think that mm-hmm. has improved greatly right now. But well, unfortunately, I'm, I've already subscribed to Evernote, yeah. So I was just like um, trying to like experiment with, hey, what if I have to leave Evernote and move to OneNote and I don't want to lose everything I've done so far, right? So yeah, I kind of um, wrote a migration script for that. But this was like long ago. So yeah, API must have, API changes must have messed things up. So I'll have to look back into that later. Yeah. Anyway, um... Um, have you guys heard of um, this website called Donate NG? 
The what? Donate NG. Yeah, donate it in NG. No. No. Okay. So um they are what's it called? You can check them out now. Um and tell me like what comes to mind at um when you see <laughs> when you when you open the website, yeah. Is that going to make me download the virus? <laughs> oh my god, where's the trust? Tolu. I'm trusting you, that's why I'm still putting enter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's see what this website is like. Okay, um, uh, people will assume our internet is just so fucked up right now or something. No, 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 I'm already there. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wait. I thought you were going to something. You said what? I thought you I were thought going, you were going to, to walk thought... us through something. Oh, yeah, no. Okay, I, said, I said what's the, what comes to mind when you, when you look at it. Um, Kickstarter? What's that? Because that was what happened to me. Or maybe... Really? Uh, it's a Kickstarter. Okay, I for it. Yeah. Ah, okay. Or no, maybe like a GoFundMe, um, um, considering it's kind of centered around um, donations and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, yeah, um, a friend of mine who apparently was the one working on this reached out and then, you know, was... Well, more or less wanted to have a, wanted to know if we do adverts on um on crowdcast and i was like oh no we don't because well <laughs> i've not exactly thought of that and um i would rather not um, want to do an advert in a way that um prevents me from saying the real things i would like to say about a product right so if it's a product i don't agree with then i'm not going to talk about it and if i'm going to talk about it i'm going to diss it you know that mm -hmm. kind of thing so yeah and uh i was like okay fine but i should still take a look at it and then um i did anyway apparently they use space stack which is well nice Fuck off. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I ended up realizing something like, oh, wait, um, Crowdcast um, ultimately is, I am not sure we don't, it's not like we have any, what's it called, any monetizing, any um, plan to monetize commercially in the future, right? Because we're rich and we're funding it with our <laughs> trust fund. Exactly. I'm crying here. Yeah. I'm legit crying here. <laughs> anyway, so I was like, um, yeah, a, a number of um, tech podcasts that I listen to and all of that, um, you know, um, those that don't do um, all out adverts and all go along the lines of, hey, donate to us on uh, so, 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 so websites, you know, that kind of thing, right? So I was like, oh, wait, um, we could actually make use of um, donate NG. Donate NG. Yeah, you know, <laughs> for something hey. like that. Then um, you talk... Um, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Let me stop you right there. First <laughs> off... No, stop right there. Yeah. Go look at the homepage. See the issues people are donating for. And you want to say, my podcast... No. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I will feel terribly guilty. Like, 
there's someone here who saved someone from stage two breast cancer. And you're like, keep crudcast running. Ah, okay, God. okay, okay. So, no, 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 no. no. Like, so, this, to, is, uh, this is different. Yeah. So, to, 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 and your extreme radar right now. Anyway, so, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you can elevate that by, you know, just having maybe something like a donateng.com slash crowdcast. So nobody has to see their own page before <laughs> they give us some. <laughs> so you just link them directly to the podcast category. <laughs> but I see what you mean. Like, yeah. um, and um, it... apparently they are um, rolling out um, an update next uh, um, next month or something. To allow for what's it called? Um, basically, so right. allow yeah for recurring. So yeah, you know, like this currently, what they have is like, oh, okay, we want to raise twenty thousand naira, or we want to raise X amount of money. So people are dropping, and then um, there's like a funding go. But then you can actually say something like, oh, you know, um, give this one thousand naira every month. Yeah, thank you very much. Right, so we can have that set up, and yay, that would be. Um, that would be super helpful for things because over here we have like hospitals and um, organizations or March of Dimes, non-profits that they would take your credit card details and they will or bank account details and they will have a recurring charge for you. So it's like maybe you give ten dollars every month to this mm-hmm. hospital, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this opens up. I mean, beyond just podcasts, opportunities for other things to have a different way of experimenting. Like maybe, um, hypothetically, you could be a, a video game studio in Nigeria. Yeah. And, you know, like, say, okay, if you um, just this small amount every month, then we will do, ex- like, a funding model for any any kind of project really yeah, doesn't yeah, need really, to. Yeah, really, really, yeah. Any kind of. I think right now, um, people are just used to donating for, um, well, sick people, breast cancer, and all of that. You know, surgeries and stuff. That's that's pretty much what gets all the wave in Nigeria these days, right? So, I think um, eventually when we open up to being able to donate to other worthy causes as well, like Ezra wants to get a new phone. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> your mouth, your mouth not pay you as you said that. <laughs> I'm actually curious about the psychology of donating. Like, what makes people donate for one thing and not the other? Mm. Um, hmm. Okay. It depends on... Because right now, I'm, I'm legit thinking about um, exploding kittens. <laughs> oh, yes. Wait, wait. Okay, although that wasn't exactly donating. Yeah, yeah you, can, you kind of got something. Yeah, had something but like, in return. Just generally funding, fronting cash, a sort of either crowdfunding or full-on donations. How do people decide which one to go with? Um, personal interest. Isn't that... I mean, that seems like the most obvious thing. If I'm interested in little hardware toys, you know, I would pay, you know, oh, he's making I'll, I'll, dinner. I'll be on, um, what? Who's making dinner? Don't be hungry. It's Uzo. Uzo. <laughs> okay. All right, go ahead. Um, 
like Kickstarter now, like a lot of technology related things. You'll see people regularly go on Kickstarter and be like, oh, I like this tech product. And they'll put down money, even though there's a chance that this thing might not get made and whatever happens, yeah. that's someone's thing. Another person is, you know, sick people. Another person is, it's just whatever you're interested in that determines that where, where you put your money. If you've had a personal encounter with like cancer in the family, you might be, you might be more, um, more inclined to donate to a hospital for their cancer ward or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that, I don't know. Was that anywhere no, near no, what no. I, I think I think that makes sense really. Um people will always like I I mean if you if you if you are feeling philanthropic, right? Or philanthropic, mm-hmm. you would donate towards um things you care about, towards causes you care about up um apparently. So like um I don't know, wherever. <coughs> Have you donated to Exploding kittens? <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. He he knew that. Oh well, you said like putting up money for. And um, you know, the, um, these guys also came up with um, a new card game, um, with a card game rather, um, cyanide and happiness. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I. Um, so you giving them your money too? Yeah, I did that as well. I uh, think I should be getting it in November, which is really long though. It took. How uh, many of these games do you play? Have you played Exploding Kittens? I play it every. I used to play it every time back in DS. Please, thank you very much. I'm okay, sure okay, Uzo was a part of Uzo. The first time, we, the first time we met, we played um, Exploding Kittens. Yeah, exactly. Like that was how we bonded. Yeah. So. So that's your own <laughs> conversation starter. Well, we talked about a few other things, but we spent quite a while playing the game, and it was a supremely simple but fun thing it's just something you can use to quickly pass time and yeah i liked it yeah i can see so what's the um what's the new one like the um the one that's coming in november have they talked about it a bit so did they uh, just say we're using card game bring money <laughs> why are you like this um <laughs> To be honest, it's um it's kind of um based around uh, so they have like this um shit I forgot something comic generator on their website right where you can basically build a cyanide and a random cyanide and happiness um storyline by putting two frames I'm sorry three frames together right so um. The card game is based on that, so there's kind of like a judge, and then um, basically you guys take turns. One person draws a card, and then oh. yeah, you take turns to complete the joke. And all right, yeah, pretty mm. much. So like, yeah, I think a judge now picks which one is the best. Also, I don't know. It's it's something. Yeah, it's it's not exactly. I get it. Yeah, it's get straightforward it. per se. Yeah, so. It makes sense. Um, at least, so the cards would be different panels that you draw. Yes, what yes, kind of a yes. Story you can make with yes, it. Yes, you can make with it. Yeah, oh, exactly cool. that. So, but if your if your friends have no imagination, then you're just screwed. Yeah, obviously, it's um, friends that are into <laughs> cyanide and happiness jokes that will get it. Yeah, 
at least um, with um, exploding kittens, you don't have to be a fan of the oatmeal to play yes. the game. You know, there's yeah. no oatmeal influence. Well, I mean, there is, but <laughs> you don't like in each individual concept stands on its own. Yeah, it stands right? on its like, own. Yeah, yeah. The card just they explain the rules. It's straightforward. You play the game, and you don't yeah. even ever think of who made it or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just oh, this is fun, a different kind of thing. Yeah. Hmm. Do they? Ha- it would be really cool. I guess maybe not as profitable, but really cool if they had like a web this thing, right? Which one? Like, um, any of these card games, really? Okay. So be- instead of like maybe you can buy the packs, right? Okay. Um, or the same way you buy the packs, you just sign up online and it randomly pairs you with someone and there'll be a nice interface where, you know, you're drawing your cards, you can flip through them and you Mm -hmm. can play them and they, do you get what I mean? Like if it's like swap with a card from the other person's hand, you, you click, you play that card and then you sort of get the backs five or six random card backs and you click and it takes one from theirs, you know, like the game mechanics, but like a web interface. So you don't, physically carry the cards around do and people still that... play games on the web these days though uh, uh, as in play card games on the web i know there used to okay. be a time it was quite popular you know like in the I, yeah i don't know if people play card i personally i haven't played a card game but um i think those would be interesting like just little pickup not very intensive in terms of graphic or commitment. It's just that simple, fun thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they have these games where um, you join a room with someone else mm-hmm. and then questions are asked. It could be on subject, like specific subject matter, like countries or brands or celebrities. And then they would ask you a question and you both answer, and the faster you answer, the more points you get. And oh, obviously, really? Yeah. So it was a really simple game, but it became very popular on, like, a mobile phone. So there's no, you know, there's no physics to it. It's just you going head-to-head with someone on, let's say, y- YC Trivia, or going head-to-head with someone on, sports or whatever and it's like oh you're a sports buff you just go in there and challenge other people who think they know sports and you race to see who answers the questions faster and gets more points very simple i mean i don't see why exploding kitten can't be in that category where i just randomly join a game you know i can there'll be different room sizes and you just do that but then how would you make money like i'm pretty sure they're not going to put advertising on it so I guess maybe that is the challenge. Oh, well, you can make it as a free service for starters. Speaking of, uh, yeah, something came to mind earlier. When Tolu, have you noticed how Uzo is very proficient at, um, you know, just coming up with ideas on, on a whim, right? Mm-hmm. I understand. <laughs> anyway, there was something you're talking about when you talked about en- entire credit card details or something. Yeah, when we're talking about Donatengi. And then I just remembered the service I signed up for recently called Privacy. Um, privacy.com. Um, basically, what they let you do is um, you sign up for them and you can link your, you can link your bank account 
um, basically authorize them to be able to access any of your bank accounts and you can generate virtual um, cards that are disposable. Mm, I've seen that. Yeah. So they're either, um, you can either like create a burner card like, oh, I want to pay on say this website, right? And this card immediately I use it, it should like just be discontinued and also, and then that happens. So like maybe for like someone you don't trust or a service you don't trust, but you want to make this payment today. Maybe, um, you know, for those of us that, sorry, for Uzo that pays for fun subscriptions and all. Anyway, so, <laughs> yeah. So you, you can like- Because do... I use Windows 7, that's how you can be slandering me anyhow now. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. And then you can also like, oh, generate, um, different cards for specific websites right so um hey i want to pay for my good um add a card to my good idea account um generate a new card and just put that in i don't have to remember that card anymore because i'm not going to use it on any other website anyway and it's going to be remembered by good ID. now if in the future good ID gets hacked and all my card um, and everybody's card details you know just for some reason get stolen in plain text can revoke that and all of that. Easily. No, you're not even revoking anything. It can't be used on any other website because you hmm. tied it directly to GoDaddy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Sounds like one password for <laughs> for your credit card. Yes, yes, something like that. So, so it's, um, and then they have like this, um, yeah, exactly. It sounds like one password for your because they have like this um, Chrome plugin that um so when you're on any payment page whatsoever you can pretty much just click on like this small icon that will just appear in where you're supposed to enter your card details and it just auto fills and you can continue as long as you have money in your bank account the payments will go through but you don't have to know your bank account or an underlying credit card no 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 bank account you don't okay so it's yes it's not tied to an to underlying your... credit card yes i see yes so it's authorized directly to your bank account so so hmm. ultimately they are not. They are doing um, um, uh, what's it called? ACH debits in the background, right? To your, on your bank account, and they are generating cards that are valid, that are supposed to be valid for you to use. Now, when those cards are charged, the charge comes to them, right? They are the ones issuing. They are the issuers, so they are the ones supposed to process the transaction. And then to process the transaction, they just call an ACH debit. They just place an ACH debit instruction on your bank account, on whatever bank account they've associated with that card. So they first check like the rules, like, oh, okay, are we supposed to charge this card on this website? Is this card supposed to have been revoked by the owner? Okay, yes, fine. Yeah, we can go ahead and charge. Then they do a debit on your bank account, which is quite interesting. Like the flow is simple to imagine right but the convenience that it offers ultimately and the simplicity is like overwhelming. yeah and security is overwhelming that you just sit down and think of it like wait how come nobody has thought of this before you know things like that right so yeah how do they deal with fraudulent charges so um um sorry chargebacks rather so if I buy something and I use a temporary credit card and I want to return the thing. Okay. Um, well, uh, okay. So now that's, that's interesting. And that would be kind of like, and, um, when you want to return something, I don't think chargebacks are involved in that process though. It's not, it's not called a chargeback there. A chargeback is when someone is disputing a transaction. 
and then the bank is usually initiated by the bank. Did you get it? Okay. Yeah, so a chargeback will be, oh, wait a minute, um, $2,000 just left my account and I don't know how the fuck that oh, happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. You're, you're thinking of it from the security perspective. Yes, so right? that I mean, one is, but, yeah, but from a, oh, okay, I make a purchase on um, mm-hmm. on this website and, uh, you know, they didn't fulfill my whatever they should give me back yes. the money. So I'm assuming all of that will have been built into, as long as it's not a boner card, right? It means the card will still be active. And they, which is which is where I'm getting at. So yeah. if I use a one-time card, I'm just like, okay. I a just boner use- card, right? <laughs> yes. And okay. then it's like, wait, the, the Amazon didn't deliver the right thing and you put it back to be returned. Okay. Um, what happened? Well, what we happened? might have to now read their FAQs for that. Interesting that you brought <laughs> that up. Yeah, like that's actually something. Yeah, that's a that's a nice. Um, What's it called? Um, question, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it just it just seemed interesting. Like I like the idea, but um, the reason I mean, people use credit cards to double as identity. So I guess that's where the privacy thing comes from. So yeah, I can yeah, literally yeah, generate yeah. identity on the fly for different <laughs> banks, different organizations. Um, like you said, if you're the person who was paying for a porn site, you could just generate a card that isn't really a card, but yeah. the payments just go through. And you know, but, because because the processing does not... Because they are like the middlemen sitting at... Um, on the processing mm-hmm. end, they can literally write whatever it is they want to write as the remark for what you are purchasing. So sure. yes, on your bank statement, shopping on your pawn site doesn't necessarily mean um, um, what's it called? DailyLegal.com would appear on your statement, right? Um, it can just be say. Oh, can, yeah. can, can I? Can, I I couldn't help but notice that you came up with a name, but I didn't hear you clicking on your keyboard to Google search. So is this <laughs> is this information and research you had? beforehand for this conversation or what's happening uh, yeah so um a friend of mine and i were having I'm just telling us this. <laughs> a random conversation yesterday when um yeah we're basically just talking about i've forgotten how we got into that into that um into that subject. uh yes yeah, subject but Okay, we're basically talking about young people and all that. And then I just said the term barely legal. And then I thought to had a dot com to the end before pressing enter. And then she was like, um, oh, she initially, she actually did not get what I was referring to. And I now said, okay, she was like, she's going to check the website and see what's up. Oh. I was like, um, I'm pretty sure the website exists, number one. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be a porn site. But, um, well, be my guest. So she did. And then, yeah. Um, yeah, so we kind of ascertained that, okay, yes, this exists and this is a thing. So, I don't know. It was still in my That's subconscious right. as I was talking. So. <laughs> it's your byword, man. If you ever need to think of a scuzzy website, I know one, I know one. <laughs> if, if, if you're playing that category game, you answer with no time to waste. Ready, you go. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Max points. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, um, stuff like that would not come up on your bank statement. So your wife would think, oh, you went to the grocery store down the road to buy X, Y, Z, you know. Meanwhile, my guy was, you know. But anyway. Boxing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but okay, so what prompted you to try privacy? Like what? Um, well, I saw it and um, I try everything I see. So yes, <laughs> I don't know. There's there's no good reason to that. Did, did I charge you? No, no, no. It's apparently a free service and free, supposedly free forever. Yes. No way. Uh, Yeah. That doesn't make sense. I mean, that seems like they're literally giving the entire business model away. Like, (laughs) how how do they plan on making money? How do they just talked about apocalypse now? Like, yeah, I honestly don't know. So, because I don't know how they plan on making money. Because really, I can't also think of a business model around it. Well, maybe except for kind of like a subscription of some sort. Because it would be weird, like, oh, oh, because I have to pay for something online, I'm paying someone else first so I can make that payment. You know, it's kind of, yeah, odd. But if you're saying, oh, well, you're paying for the privacy. So, like, just put this um, default amount of $5 a month. Then now that now begs the question, how about months I don't use this product at all, right? You know. So I don't know. I I think that it's kind of it's kind of tricky on how. Yeah, but I like that it's free right now though, and it's interesting to try. It's easy to try. Yeah, no, yes, it's very definitely very good that it's free, so you can try it. Yeah. Then the question is like like Evernote and everything else. Once you become dependent, how? Yeah. You know what I mean. How did how did they intend to scale out of that? Yeah. Yes. Now, how do you? How does it become a? A service that you can rely on that or we, you can require from yeah. basically how well yeah that would be but i'm guessing it's only with um, u.s bank accounts yes at the like moment that. at the moment just u.s banks hmm i wonder if well you wonder if what you know, I was going to, I was thinking like if, because Stripe just did that small business thing, but then I'm trying to think of it and I don't see it as like a small business tool, the being able to generate cards on the fly kind of, but I don't know. Maybe it might be because um, you, you won't believe the ridiculous phishing stories I've heard that, mm-hmm. um, that companies go through and like their accounts, are, you have to, you have to be very careful with your banking um anyways i i but it doesn't seem like a core like i can't imagine not running my business without this service so it's not like they can have a lock-in market where i don't know man it the the service is really useful and cool but then how will it always be there (laughs) yeah i get you Mm. yeah anyway so yeah that's that's that um what are the new thing have you okay yeah i i mean i was saying something like um this this sound cheesy or whatever but i mean it's easter so why don't we discuss um various easter eggs we've discovered in software in our time <laughs> yeah at one point or the other doesn't have to be recent you know so yeah well the only easter egg i found was from npm <laughs> that was that was that why, was why so silly. Easter, <laughs> just Easter egg of life. 
Yeah. Oh, do you call that thing that funny. happens on Nexus phones an Easter egg? The one where when you go to about the phone and you click on it multiple times, it starts the Android version of Flappy Bird? Well, yes. It, so it will have qualified as an Easter egg maybe the first time they did it. But now everybody knows mm. to go there to look for it. Yeah. So, well, I still, I, I think it still does anyway. Because Everyone you know, <laughs> but like, the things I do, it's just people, they're like, oh, wow, how do you do that? I'm like, oh. Yeah, it still exists. You're one of those people that. <laughs> well, it still is anyway because it's an undocumented functionality, right? It's not. It's nowhere on the phone or in any doc that says, "Oh yes, you can do this." But people have gotten to find it out themselves, and yeah. So uh, that's a very good question because I just remembered. Um, I don't know. Was it Excel or? One Windows program in, in the in the past, right? Oh my god! Yes, and then it would now had like a Planet Explorer or something. Oh god! Like Microsoft was the king of Easter eggs once upon a time. There was a um, thing on um, PowerPoint. Um, PowerPoint. Now I'm going to go like fucking old school, but this was like PowerPoint um, ninety-seven and um, two thousand or something. Which was uh, on Windows, right? Yes. I'm just making it clear. After you people finish making fun of me. Um, yeah, you now have interesting Windows discussions after. Nobody is dissing you about using Windows. We are just dissing you about using Windows 7 in 2016. Mm-hmm. Please, thank you. In, on a new laptop. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so um, you go to the about um, window on PowerPoint and press control shift. Shit, is it control shift or view? Control shift and something and a character. And then it just changes to like this credits um, scene of like a movie and then starts reading and then the names are jumping yeah in fancy ways and all of that. Yeah, it was it was it was quite well considering back in the day, right? It was quite odd to like see interesting things in computers. So it was like, oh my god, I just discovered something. Yay. And then You yeah. discovered that or you read about it and I think I stumbled on it. Because ah. there was no internet then. Hello. <laughs> at least I didn't have internet access at home at the time. That's that's different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, oh, but that's super cool. I don't think I've ever discovered one by myself, just just there. But you know, read about a few and tried. Yeah. Like, oh wow. Like Notepad. If you if you save the file as like whatever dot log, okay, and then you open it up. Yeah. The the very f- and inside it, I think the first line you write log or something yeah. in all capital letters. Mm-hmm. Anytime you open the file, it automatically puts a timestamp and a space, and then like this oh. thing. So like oh. every t- sorry, nice. yeah, no, I, I'm like nice. I know. Yeah, so like you could, um, if you were writing a log file or yeah. a small program. And just structure the actual log file with this, and every time it opens up, it automatically puts the timestamp time and, and it's ready and moves to, the like, to the right. Yeah, yeah. so um, it's been built into Notepad since like forever. And <laughs> the, the, the post I was seeing, or the person talking about it, was talking about like maybe early versions, like maybe the first three versions of it that were that were made. Yeah. So, and then I, I so for some reason, I was like, wait, what if it still works? I tried it and it worked. I'm like, holy crap, man! <laughs> like, I have no, I have no tangible need for it. But it's really cool to see little things that, yeah. I mean, Notepad is Notepad. You don't expect it to do anything, and then 
just find out all this functionality that you can <laughs> yeah do. yeah that's yeah. that's that's nice oh, let me think of more you seriously haven't seen that one that was like a planet or something in like a windows program i must have i must have but I, yeah. my memory is extremely <laughs> complete it's, it's a super basic program like word or excel or something and then you I can't remember the things you do. You perform a sequence and then next thing, it's like the screen goes black. It's like you're in a video game and you can walk around and it's like you, you, there's a monument with like um, some people's names on it. But then in general, it's just like, it's like, wait, this is not, <laughs> this is not the word, the program I opened. It's this completely different environment, like a little video game. Yeah. They packaged inside it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Have you ever put an Easter egg name in something you've made? Um, if you are referring to my stupid comments, maybe. I know, I know. That was a lame attempt. But yeah, no, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Yeah, but it should be, it should be something fun to do, you know. Yeah, and you can start the barrier like really low. Like I saw what um, I read somewhere that the guy who did Kanye West website, he rewrote the Google Analytics script letters five. So whatever the default letters Google Analytics snippets that you embed on your website uses, they change it to, to K A N Y E. And because it's just character substitution yeah. on variables, it still worked. And I'm like, see, that's that's a weird Easter egg. You're uh. designing, <laughs> you're designing Kanye West website, and you change the Google Analytics thing to Kanye. Yeah, just simple little thing to. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I guess the, the guy has gotten into the old narcissistic um, groove of his employer. So yeah. Nice. Well, yeah, that, that's exactly that's the project. Just he, he embodied the client request. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry. Um, Tolu, how far? Yes, sir. Um, mm? you've been doing a lot of listening and uh, very little talking, ah. young woman. I was I was going in and out for a bit, and then when I joined back, I just wanted to listen and see if I could catch up what was going on. Okay, all right. <laughs> and, then you, and then you heard Berlin legal. You're like, nope, I'm not interested. In <laughs> yeah, but but, but to touch that one. She she she, <laughs> yes. she missed out on how it came about, but yeah, that's fine. Sorry, Tolu. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't apologize. I'm sure she's happy. She's like, thank God. About what? Then Miss Berlin legal. Thank yeah. you and God bless. <laughs> Alright, well, sounds like a good place to wrap up because it's midnight her time. Yes, it does, actually. Yeah, so thanks again for another great episode, good conversation. And, um, oh yeah, don't forget to send us that material about the research stuff, the um, experiment on people. Way ahead of you. I have pasted it on Skype. It's called The Perils of Obedience by Stanley Milgram. And you His can name find is it on Stanley. Stanley. Oh, Stanley. Stanley <laughs> Kubrick. Okay. 
yeah, all right. Check so, it out. Paul yeah. Graham actually posted it on his website once upon a December. Oh. But I digress. All right, people. I'm going to pass out now. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs>